All right. Well, thank you once again, everyone, for joining us today on another edition of SpinCast. Today, joining us from Florida, I have Bennett Newsom with Full Sail University. I will let him tell you a little bit more about himself and what his role is currently in this esports space, if you will. But uh, before I do all of that, I just want to welcome Bennett here as well as say thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good deal. Good deal. Well, we certainly appreciate your time. And uh, why don't we just get started? Tell us a little bit about where you started with this, where you are today, how you kind of got about into being in this space and what your role is. Absolutely. So um, currently my position at Full Sail is I am the esports strategist for the university, um, which kind of spans over uh, quite a lot of uh, different areas uh, when it comes to esports at Full Sail. Um, but this is something that uh, has been in kind of my wheelhouse for a long time. I've uh, been a gamer my entire life. Um, I started streaming about five years ago uh, on Twitch and um, throughout that process, you know, have gone through the whole uh, kind of uh, journey of, as a Twitch streamer. I got partnered on Twitch and, um, you know, have continued to pursue that uh, as well as, uh, you know, working at Full Sail. I've been at Full Sail now for uh, over 13 years. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, this university has had a uh, incredible amount of support for esports and gaming over the years. And, um, you know, this is kind of one of those areas where most people are kind of getting into the world and the ecosystem of esports, where, whereas Full Sail, uh, this has always been kind of part of like our DNA. Um, I think back to like uh, around like 2012, you know, we were doing esports events with MLG and Red Bull uh, right there on our campus, uh, uh, as well as some other developers and, and, and events that we've we've kicked off. But, um, you know, it, it's it's great to work for a company that, you know, sees the, the vision and um, kind of the, the road ahead when it comes to esports. And then obviously, in our current time, uh, we see that the only thing is esports right now, you know, and uh, it, it, it's getting its its time, which is is uh, definitely creating a, a lot more uh, uh, interest from uh, a lot of other people, you know, seeing iRacing on TV and NBA 2K and, and Madden and all like, it's, it's kind of crazy. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of potential uh, and, and excitement there for a lot of folks. So it's, it's definitely a really interesting time. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's definitely a lot of attention now is uh, yeah. nothing else to do. But kids have been doing this all along. It's just they're doing right. more now. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe the fact that they're unable to do other things on, on top of that. So, But from an esports perspective, obviously Full Sail has been around a lot longer than that. Correct. Tell us a little bit about the university in general other than esports. Obviously, there's a, it's a big uh, gamut that they run, but it, it's kind of got their own niche too, which I think is kind of neat. So. Absolutely. So Full Sail, we just actually celebrated our 40th anniversary, um, which is, is crazy. But uh, the school was, was kind of founded on recording arts, you know, teaching students to become uh, studio engineers and recording studios. And from there, it just kind of expanded. Uh, Full Sail's always had a different approach to education. We truly believe in like hands-on learning project-based learning. Um, I know for myself, if I'm going to go out and learn something, I, I need to go do it. You know, you can only read so much in a book and do and, and take as many tests as possible. But at the end of the day, it's going to be me actually going and doing the thing. Um, and for quite a long time, we were kind of the only people doing that. Obviously, 
you know, that's caught on quite more uh, over the years. Uh, but it, it's one of those things that having the ability uh, that our students do to go into recording studios, to go into sound stages, to go into, um, you know, all of these different uh, labs that are on our campus and create the things that they are passionate about uh, really can open the door to all of these different worlds that, you know, most people sometimes think are completely closed. Oh, how could I get into app development? That seems crazy. You know, and there's a lot of uh, new pathways uh, for students that are really interested and passionate about, you know, these respected industries. So we focus on entertainment, media, the arts, um, all of those things. We have uh, even some traditional degrees. We have creative writing degrees. We have entertainment business and music business degrees. Um, and, and so there's quite a, a kind of a large scale of opportunity uh, to focus on the things that you're passionate about. Yeah. And um, I think that which is exciting, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Not only that, but it's somewhat critical for, you know, someone who's in high school trying to figure out, well, where do I go to school? Right. You just mentioned it. If you're passionate about something, try to find a pathway, a, a university or a college that's going to kind of bring that out of you. Because yeah. if we can all do something at work that we're really passionate about, then obviously the world would be a better place. But um, you now, from an esports perspective, obviously Full Sail embraced that completely because they're one of the, the universities at the forefront, if you will. Tell us a little bit about the program there. I know you've got an arena that has recently been built that's correct. Uh, give us some information there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we've obviously had our, our, you know, kind of feet in the water when it comes to the event side of esports for quite a long time. We have a show production degree program that really focuses on those types of events. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple years ago, we officially launched our, our collegiate teams, uh, which is Armada. Um, and Armada kind of encompasses all gaming at full sale. So if you're a gamer and you either like just a game or maybe you want to pursue uh, esports, you know, you would be involved with Armada. Um, inside and under that umbrella of Armada, we have our collegiate teams, our varsity teams. Uh, as well as all of our clubs. Uh, right now, currently, we're, we're doing a club uh, community tournament on our Twitch channel uh, where students have signed up to, uh, you, know, get, you know, participate in a tournament uh, at Hearthstone. Uh, and so they're having a good time doing that. Um, and the, uh, the idea is the community, you know, really focusing on uh, that gaming community, everyone getting together. Uh, traditionally, we have uh, every month, we have a monthly club gathering. Um, and that's just kind of like a giant land party. Uh, everybody comes together. They bring all their gear. They have fun. Uh, there's some food. You can meet with other people, play some games, get into a tournament, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, that's that's been happening for quite a while. Obviously, uh, you know, amidst the pandemic, we, we kind of had to change that up. And so we've, we've launched that into an online model, uh, which will be actually happening this Sunday. Uh, on our Twitch channel, um, but it, it's it's a great opportunity for our students to uh, you know meet other students and and get together uh, and again focus on something they're passionate about. Um, but when we start to talk more about like the collegiate side of esports, we really focused on um, you know our student population. You know we're not currently recruiting um, you know the best League of Legend players or the best Call of Duty players. We're looking at, at what uh, our students are are you know already here on our campus and. Uh, can come to a tryout and participate, and you know we've actually found some some extremely talented gamers um, that uh, have have made our varsity teams and are doing really well. Our Call of Duty team is uh, doing super well in the CCL, um, which we're really excited about. 
And um, it, it's just one of those things where we continue to see students uh, evolve not only from an education standpoint, they're, you know, they're, they're held to the same standards as any, you know, varsity athlete would, uh, you know, they have to meet the GPA, they have to go to class, and then they still have to practice and, and then play their matches. So uh, it's really exciting to see those students, uh, you know, really uh, blossom as, as we continue to go through these seasons. Um, and then obviously, the fortress is, is kind of the icing on the cake. And, and this is the largest esports arena on any college campus in the country. Um, and uh, we've had the pleasure of hosting uh, several, um, you know, in, insane events with the NBA 2K, uh, Red Bull. We did the Red Bull Proving Grounds. We've worked with uh, the NHL and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and, and that's just to name a few. I mean, we did also the, the Hearthstone uh, Collegiate Championships uh, the end of last year as well. So it, it's, it's one of those exciting opportunities where um, not only can we put on these great events, but the Fortress is also a classroom. Um, and students are in there producing those events as they're happening. Um, so they're not only getting experience, uh, but they're also, you know, uh, getting to see the show, participate in the event, understand how it really works, control the lighting, uh, the cameras, what, you know, whatever their position is on, on the crew, you know, they're able to get involved in, and do that. That's awesome. You bring up a couple of good points, and I want to get back to the social aspect in a moment, but one that you just alluded to, the students are doing everything, it sounds like. It's not that the students are coming in just to game. Right. The learning experience that they're getting, I think, is invaluable because they're behind the scenes, as you mentioned, from production, lighting, everything else that can certainly lead to other career pathways. Speak a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I think, you know, the funny thing you, you have to think about is when I, like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Joe Montana, right? You know, but then I kind of realized I wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world and, and that that probably wasn't going to happen. But if I was super passionate about football and that carried on, like, there are plenty of opportunities and pathways to get into different areas of pro sports or the NFL or working as an agent or working for the team, you know, there's all these different pathways. And for the longest time, I, I feel like people didn't think that that existed for esports either. And it really does. Um, all of these events that go on um, uh, across the world, they have people that are working behind the scenes, uh, running all of those events, doing all of the different things, all of the different pathways. Each team, they have so many different possible positions that people can go in, uh, whether that's a, a marketing side, a social side, uh, content side, like doing uh, you know, the behind the scenes videos of the teams, uh, running their, their you know, content channels on Twitch and YouTube. I mean, there's so many uh, different opportunities for, uh, you know, qualified people to get in there and, and have uh, those jobs, which then escalates to the next thing. You do that job, you're working for this team for a while, and then your work shows for itself. Then you maybe get a promotion, you maybe go to another team, um, and, and you continue to elevate your career. Um, and that's one of the things that we really want to try to focus on at Full Sail is to, you know, not only give these students an opportunity to learn, um, you know, on the, the top of the line gear and, and in, a, in a facility like the, the Fortress, but also work on some of these events that are, are happening that they can then graduate. And the moment they walk across that stage at graduation, they've already got a bunch of things on their resume, you know? And, oh, I did this event with Red Bull. Like, that's crazy, you know? Like, that's a pretty cool thing to have already, you know, you just graduated five minutes ago and you got a credit like that. Uh, that's definitely something that people are going to take a look at. 
Yeah, no doubt. That, that provides a very strong resume. <laughs> now, to kind of circle back in the social aspect, you talked about some of your land events and they have food and, and there's, you know, it's a gathering, really. It's really, right. I've been to some of these, not on your campus, certainly, but at a variety of different collegiate campuses, mm-hmm. as well as like DreamHack, things like that. Right. I think that's an important point to bring out because there's a lot of kids that typically will game, obviously, in their room or in the comfort of their own home. Um, and there's still a social aspect because they're online potentially with some other buddies or things of that nature, but the ability to go live. And again, we're in a different climate right now, but eventually we'll have that. Um, the ability to go live, in my opinion, for a number of students is like nothing else, especially because they're so passionate about this to find people that have like interest Mm -hmm. really opens them up. But if you could speak to what your experience has been with some of those live events with students that a have that opportunity to full sale. And how you think it would be for students if they didn't have that opportunity? Yeah, I think um, obviously, if you look back a, a couple of years ago, I think platforms like Twitch have really uh, taken esports to the next level um, because of the the live aspect, right? And that you could watch it from your home and you could stream from your home. And um, this new career path, you know, became uh, something that was viable uh, almost out of nowhere. Um, which I think is, is incredible in, in itself, but in, especially in a time like this, this is something that, um, you know, streamers are like really showing everybody what they've got right now because it's, it's just, uh, you know, almost unaffected, um, you know, as this is what we do. You know, we, we stay home, we play video games. That's, that's what we do. And um, for our students to see that, one of the things that we have done um, you know, since we all kind of had our, our stay at home order was we, we launched our stream team, uh, on our, our Mata channel. And so we've got, uh, every, uh, every day almost except for Fridays because of these community tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, we have students, uh, that are, you know, streaming their favorite games on, uh, on our channel and, and they're having a blast. They're, you know, um, really focusing sometimes on practice or scrims for the game that they uh, are a varsity athlete for, or maybe, you know, they're having a good time playing a game that they haven't played in years uh, and, and just having, having some fun um, playing the game while, you know, streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that brings out a whole uh, other kind of world uh, of kind of connection that, um, I think everyone is really looking to now um, to have that social connection, to have that ability to share something with other people uh, is, is really in need uh, right now. And, you know, a platform like Twitch or YouTube or, or wherever it may be um, really can help, um, you know, connect people uh, in a time that, uh, you know, people seem to be very desperate for that connection. Yeah, we definitely all need a little bit of that now. I think otherwise we all lose a little bit of our sanity, even though we already. Yeah. But also speak to what I was getting at as well is your live events. Obviously, they're not happening now. Right. But when you were having them, and obviously I anticipate once we're back to somewhat normal, you'll have Correct. Yep. the energy and the passion surrounding those rooms that I've seen is, is unbelievable. And it's so much better, in my opinion, for a student to be able to experience that yep. versus having to stay at home. And right. So if you could speak to the, the gatherings um, and what your, what your experience with that has been. Right. So the, the experience of going to a gathering is, is, is really fun. Um, you know, having um, full sale be not as traditional as a university 
uh, as a state school maybe, you know, you have these students coming together, really student organized, real student almost run. Uh, you know, we have a leadership, uh, student leadership group of, of students that are focused on um, the club, uh, all things Armada. And so they'll pitch different tournaments uh, and different ideas that they want to, um, you know, do during these club gatherings every month. And, and you know, w what we do from the staff perspective, uh, perspective is just try to uh, elevate those things, uh, make sure that they happen, giving them support uh, and where they need. Uh, but to see a brand new student come in uh, that is new to Florida, you know, they've, they, they've never, this is their first experience with college. And so they're coming here uh, and, and they walk in and they see all of these people playing the games that they love too. It's kind of like, uh, you know, landing on your planet and be like, Oh, wait, I'm, I'm here. Maybe I didn't fit in before when I was in high school, but these, I, these are my people, you know what I mean? And that's a, that's a really cool thing to see. And, you know, now that we are kind of doing this online and in online format as well, um, you know, we, we still have seen that, you know, we've had a lot of people in our discord, uh, and those having those tournaments and having fun, you know, everyone's streaming their perspective, uh, you know, we can jump from one channel to the next, and it, it just makes it into kind of a, another fun take on that environment. Uh, but from, you know, the safety of our homes. Yeah, no doubt. And I, that's, that's kind of what I was alluding to just in going to an event at different land centers for different universities that I visited, just mm -hmm. investigate and learn more, uh, going to dream hack. I mean, the level of energy and the passion and the enthusiasm, um, I correlate it and not necessarily maybe at land centers, but something like a dream hack, you know, it's almost like when you go to a soccer tournament and you see that passion from that fan base, it's incredibly similar, which right. you know, soccer fans are incredibly passionate. It's not one of the most passionate sports out there. So I think that's fantastic to give those students the opportunity to get together with like-minded yeah. individuals, uh, and pursue their dreams. So, um, which speaking of pursue their dreams. Typically, most colleges will hold work fairs and things of that nature. For someone that's involved specifically in esports, and I don't know if you may be able to answer this or not, but from a job perspective, once they're able to graduate wholesale, what types of companies do you think typically would be attracted to someone that's coming from that background? Um, I think a lot. So we have um, a lot of different types of degrees. So each one kind of plays a different part. Um, but the really cool thing about the ecosystem of esports is all of the degrees that we do offer, they all connect to it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, whether that's being a reporter for, uh, you know, uh, esports or, um, you know, uh, writing, you know, articles, you know, being a journalist, you know, our creative writing program really focuses on you know, building a lot of those types of skills. We have uh, the Dan Patrick School of Sports Casting, awesome. where most people are coming for traditional sports, but we have a large number of students that are are really interested in esports and shout casting, and um, are coming specifically to learn uh, the tools of the trade and and go in that path. So. Um, and then you obviously add on all of the lighting, the film, the event production, the sound, game design in general. Um, if you're designing games for esports, you know, that's a whole nother world that we can get into. Uh, but, you know, most of these, um, these industries, they, they need people that have knowledge of the, the tools and um, are, are ready to hit the ground running. And that's kind of the, 
um, the focus that we put on as far as the education is concerned is that the moment that you leave, you're going to be ready to just pick up and jump into the position um, like you've been doing it for the last year. And um, I think that is really powerful when it comes to, to jobs. Um, obviously, with esports, it is a little bit different. Um, but with that being said, what I've seen a lot of is all of these traditional companies starting to pivot and move in in a direction that is facing esports, um, whether that's from event production um, or just coverage and content. Um, those those areas are are big deal now. And obviously, like we said earlier, there's a lot of attention. Uh, focused on esports currently, and that's only going to continue. You know, once we're back to our our normal, you know, uh, that's going to continue to happen. Um, you know, people have gotten a taste of it, and um, you know, sure, I'm sure people will go back to watching the NFL or uh, you know the NHL or whatever it is. You know, uh, whatever their their your favorite favorite sport is, but at the same time, they know what esports is now. Uh, and um, they're interested in maybe following that down uh, a little bit deeper and, and really kind of understanding more about it. Uh, we get emails every day from parents and uh, or prospective students that are, you know, really, hey, I'm just really getting into this whole ecosystem, and I'm I want to know more. What can I do? And that's that's interesting you bring that up because me as a parent, I didn't know too too much about it a few years back, and now I seem to know a decent amount about it. And to be quite honest, even if I had children that didn't look at themselves as traditional gamers, if you will. They just paid, played it more casually. Right. Wow, the ecosystem for esports is pretty darn big. Yeah. And it's obviously grown significantly year after year, and the projections are that that will continue down that pathway. But regardless of that, even if it stayed the way it is today, numbers-wise, there's a great deal of opportunity out there. That's why you see, like you said, traditional companies like Snickers uh, sponsoring NBA 2K. Mm -hmm. Things like Jack in the Box, which is yeah. now sponsoring Team Envy uh, out of Dallas. Uh, things like that. They're getting their foot or their feet wet with this, and it's only going to grow more so. So even if you don't have that backing from a gamer perspective, there's right. a lot of bad feel to start to learn a lot more about because the career opportunities, I think, will only grow exponentially with that growth as well. Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, as we're starting to run against it, if you were to look at, obviously right now, there's a number of different colleges and universities that are starting more and more to open the doors and provide scholarships and curriculum and, and uh, facilities like the Fortress, not as big as yours, but you know certainly their own um, arenas. What do you suspect the landscape will look like five to 10 years from now within the collegiate system surrounding esports? Yeah, I think that, um... I think for the immediate future, not every uh, institution needs needs a fortress, right? Um, you know, they don't need a huge production space like that. Um, more specifically, because they don't offer those types of degrees that would make sense for that space, right? And and at Fulso, obviously, you know, that's a huge part of our curriculum is being hands on in there and and doing that, um, but. With that being said, as this continues, um, I think that the five-year-out plan is that we're going to see it kind of go down into the high school and middle school systems and really start to build up speed there, where by the time that a student is out of middle school and, and out of high school or about to graduate uh, from high school, 
that system is going to build them as a as an esports athlete to a whole nother level where um they're prime for that collegiate landscape and you know right now most students that are participating in collegiate esports they've never had a coach before right. you know besides, traditional sports sure they've played football or whatever you know and they've had a coach but not in not in like video games right and so um i think a big challenge that you see with a lot of uh schools is that they're having a hard time making that transition to um you know students where they've never been coached how do you get someone to understand that this is what we're working towards. These are the goals that we're really focused on. Um, and it's, so it's something that's brand new. But as time goes on and these uh, you know, things build out, you're going to start to see you know, student athletes that are incredible, that the level of talent, um, the level of, of, of coachability. Um, and really, as those things continue to build, you're going to see more and more success. Personally, I don't think there's a, a huge path to pro necessarily from you know, you going into college and then going pro like in, in most traditional sports. But once five years down the road, 10 years down the road, when those paths have been set, absolutely, you could definitely see it. Obviously, right now, there's a lot of young, uh, you know, people that are going pro, uh, you know, in esports at, at a very young age. Um, so I kind of feel right now that it could be backwards where they've gone pro, they've played for a while, maybe their their esports career is coming to an end they only have a couple options at that point right like maybe they've spent the time to build their brand uh, they have their twitch channel or youtube channel or whatever and they have a decent following and people and maybe they can just go and uh, transition to being a content creator maybe that's a great path and and they can go down that uh, maybe they're extremely ca uh, charismatic they're great on camera uh, they're, they're you know well spoken maybe they can go into the uh, the commentary side of things after their esports career um, and, and so that could be a path. But then there's a large group and, and a portion of those uh, players that are now retired at a young age. What do you do? And they don't want to stream. They don't want to be a caster. Well, maybe they go back to school, right? And maybe they go work on the business side of esports. And, you know, that's where I, th I see a whole kind of full circle thing happening is, uh, you know, students coming back from different teams coming to the collegiate world and uh maybe they're a coach now maybe they get a scholarship to go coach a team or uh maybe they're just going to learn you know a new part of the craft that they want to focus on so uh, i think there's a lot of different possibilities uh, as far as that from a venue standpoint 100 uh, i mean they're already starting to build venues uh when it comes to you know esports focused venues uh, i think early on we'll see them be multi-purpose where Obviously, esports is kind of the flashy new hot thing that they're going to talk about, but they'll have other things there. And, and I, I get that they need to. But as things move on, I really do see, uh, you know, these, uh, you know, specific esports uh, venues and places uh, that are, are going to, you know, be had to, to have this type of uh, competition. Yeah, no, no doubt. I see that as well. And you brought up an interesting point, too. I think it is starting to infiltrate the middle and high school level, certainly. Yeah. And I like that simply yeah. from the perspective of if they do it correctly, a good curriculum-wise, you know, coaching-wise, everything from A to Z, and teach them at those young ages, it does give them a variety of opportunities. If they did go pro, obviously, then they can fall back on a number, on a number of the things that they learned previously. Yeah. Pursue some of those careers. And even for most, which obviously, you know, it's incredibly difficult in any <laughs> to go pro. 
um, they'll have so many different doors open up for them uh, because they learned that foundation at an early age. So I think right. as well. So I think certainly we'll see changes. It's a, it's a still relatively new space, quite frankly, even though it's been around for a long time. But if you compare it to other conventional or traditional sports that have been around for a hundred years, and even those still change, even today, right? We're still right. about rule changes in baseball or football or basketball. So esports will find its groove, I think, at some point uh, when more regulatory bodies come into play and there's a little bit more sanction and a little bit less, is a little bit more streamlined, if you will, mm-hmm. everyone involved. Um, and I can't wait to see that. I think we will see that, you know, uh, as we progress down the road, because it does again for the for the community that we're speaking to those middle school and high school age students it does uh, provide a, a wealth of different opportunities for them so yeah so anyway bennett i sincerely do appreciate you coming in today and spreading a little bit more information about yourself and obviously about full sale we sincerely appreciate the conversation i know i always learn a little bit more with each and every single one of these so i personally appreciate you taking the time absolutely yeah, no worries. I hope you stay safe and uh, hopefully we'll be able to reconnect maybe down the road a little bit, just touch base, see how things are going and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, anytime uh, you want to make your way down to Florida once this is all over and, and check out the fortress firsthand, let me know. Um, be happy to, to show you around and um, you know I'm happy to be here. So if anything ever comes up, feel free to, to reach out. Yeah, def- that is definitely going to be on my list of places. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of great things about it. So I'm definitely going to take you up on that one. So hopefully sooner than later. Right. (laughs) Other than that, again, thanks so much and uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. Uh, You as well.